Hi, and welcome back to the latest episode of SGTV. So today we're talking with Ben from Be Electrical. And we're going to be talking about the challenges of becoming a young director. So Ben, hello. It's good to have you here. Morning, Matt. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, and I'll just explain to our audience, if both me and Ben look exhausted, we've both got new babies, so we do apologise for that one. Um, so anyway, um, Ben, before we get into the ins and outs of, you know, what you do and, uh, you know, the challenges we're going to talk about, um, I just want to, like every episode, I like to ask our, our guests sort of how they started out in the industry, the training, how their, their experience and how they got to where they are now. So could you just tell us a bit about that? Yeah, cool. I mean, uh, for those of you that do know me, um, you know, my, my, my route into the industry is probably a bit controversial. Um, so I think it was about, what was that, 2021? 20, um, and I went to be a graphic designer and I sort of just fell into the industry. Um, someone asked me if I wanted to be an electrical mate um, and I just jumped straight into it, fell in love with it um, and just progressed, built up my tools, got a van, um and then we was doing what was we doing social housing work so it's kitchens and bathrooms remedials upgrades daily rewires stuff like that um and after a few years it got to a point where i could install test by myself i had my test and all that sort of stuff um but i wasn't getting any more money because i had no qualifications um so i looked into my sort of my different options and i went to able skills um, and done a 16 week level two, level three, um, full time. So I stopped working, went there full time. Um, and then after that, I'd done my building regs and this time 17th edition, then my 2391 and 2392, I think it was at the time, um, test and inspect. Um, so that was my route into the industry. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've worked for various companies and been stubborn for a long time um so yeah that was that was my route into the game so what 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 do you think it's controversial i mean uh, i mean there's a lot of stigma about these i mean my course wasn't a, a four-week part p course um there's a lot of stigma about not doing your apprenticeship and you know doing your full nvq level three from when you're younger and coming in and just sort of doing i guess you could say the the, the bare minimum i tried to do more than the bare minimum um, by doing my building regs and my tests and inspect and not just saying, oh, I've done my level two, level three. Um, but there is a lot of people out there who think that's that's not an acceptable route. And you, you know. Yeah, it's a tricky one because I, you know, have, having spoke to several different people in the industry, they, they're always telling me that the attitude is the big one. Knowledge can be taught. Attitude is you've either got it or you've not. And you can be 16 years old going into an apprenticeship do all the years and not have the right attitude and be no good. Um, or you could have the right attitude at 16 and be brilliant. And the same can be said, I think, for these courses. You could go into one of these courses, think you know it all from doing this course, which is the wrong attitude, I think. And that's, you know, that's not going to be a good, good way to go. Or you can go in there um, with the attitude of wanting to do better and wanting to progress and really wanting to get into the industry. And I think that's how people progress. I, I may be controversial here saying this as well, but I, I think it doesn't matter which way you go about it. Experience is the main one and attitude comes with that. And then, and then you know, your knowledge will, will, will progress from there. 
So yeah. I can yeah. hear loads of boos in the comments section coming now. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. There'll be a lot of come down in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's always been down to you, like you said, the attitude and, and the willingness to learn. I mean, I've, I've got no, everyone's got their different reasons as to me. I never wanted to be an electrician when I was younger. Um, you know, I just literally happened to stumble into the industry. I'd, I'd never even looked at having a trade. Um, so at that age, being, you know, just over 20, I haven't got the time to be, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to go and do an apprenticeship, get paid, you know, the lowest wage, do day release and take four or five years to get my qualifications. Um, you know, at the time I went to get my qualifications, it's the same as now. I know gold card electricians that aren't as good as what they are on paper and they can only do what they've been told and shown in that environment. So take them out of domestic, for example, and put them into, you know, uh, you know, like commercial, they'll crumble because they only, they've been on their apprenticeship and they've only been showed how to do something a certain way. They've done what they need to do to get their qualifications, um, the bare minimum. Um, but as, I mean, as long as you've got the willingness to learn, and you're not going out there just being an absolute ropey cowboy. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see the problem. I see the problem when people are signing off like the most horrendous installs and dangerous. Um, but, you know, there, there's going to be some good guys out there who have gone down it, you know, sort of, I say, the, the quick route. But I've put in the graft, and, you know, they're, they're doing good stuff. Yeah. So if, if, you, if you had to do that, is it 16-week course, did you say? Yeah, 16 weeks full-time, yeah. So did you finish whatever work you was in before that just to, to, to complete that? Yeah, literally. So like I said, we're doing social, social housing work. So it's, it's, it's daily. We go into a new property every day, do a full rewire of a team of like four or five of us. So I just got to a point where I, where I enrolled on the course, told the guys I was working for, I was a subby at that time. Um, and I just said, look, I'm going on this course because I need to get my ticket. Because they were the ones who told me, look, we can't give you no more money. Yeah, I was on 50 quid a day. Um, all my van, my van and my tools and it's it's, it's crazy um yeah. and i was like yeah i can't i just can't do it anymore um so yeah off, off i went so how did you fund that you know if you're not earning whilst you're doing 16 weeks was that yeah, difficult? So at the time they was doing i don't know if they do it now but they were doing a career development loan so you could get up to ten thousand pounds okay um, and you have to it has to be with like a, a registered training provider um, so you can't just take it and say, oh, I'm going to go and do some online courses. Um, so Able Skills was one of the, the providers that met the category. Um, so you can get up to £10,000 to cover your course fees, any books and travel and stuff like that. Um, and then you get, after you finish training, you get a three-month window. We don't have to make any payments. And then after that, it worked out about you know, 300 quid a month, three years. Yeah, that's not that's not bad though. It's, it's not bad. I mean, I came I came from... 50 quid a day until after I came back to the same guy, you know, it was, it was minimum of two, 280, 300 pound a day. Wow. That's good. So, yeah. So it was, it was literally just the fact I didn't have my qualifications, just put the cap on me. I yeah. could do the work. I just wasn't at the, you know, the qualification level to get the pay. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it, it was a no brainer looking at it like that. How was, how was the training? Um, I mean, one of the questions I've got was sort of asking about, practical element were the things in the training that just didn't prepare you for I mean you, I know you've got a bit of on-site experience going into that but say if you didn't say if you didn't have that experience and you went into this course fresh were the things that you felt you needed to learn that you didn't I guess for, for me I'm, I've always been quite a hands-on hands-on person um 
my dad is and I've sort of I probably say that everything that I've done up to date is I've only been possible because of the stuff that my dad's taught me um and so for me I find it the practical stuff pretty easy I can see things through logically before I've started them um but you know if I was coming sort of fresh hadn't been in in the industry and chose that route what you do in the classroom compared to what you do on site is just it's night and day it's completely different yeah but the same i think the same is for colleges you know what people do in apprenticeships i hear the same hear exact same thing you know it's great you're you're learning you're learning the fundamentals of it and and the theory behind it but doing something on a board in a college to then going into a house where you've got joists and walls and ceilings and all sorts of obstacles and it's completely different isn't it like i don't even think we even picked up a power tool uh, when we was you know everything was by hand you're screwing into a board you're hammering in clips and then you get onto site and it's sds's and you know and angle drills going through joists and i mean if you haven't picked up power tools you'll have your qualifications and you just fall flat on your face when you're out in the field so when you did your training course you went back to subian so how did you make the transition from subian to, to being your own your own boss running be electrical um so went after training went back to to working for the, this the same company doing the social housing work um and i kind of i got to the end of my i wanted to do more because it was the same it taught me a lot of fundamentals i had to work very quickly because we we're in and out in a day um because there's five six of us at a time yeah, there could be brand new faults that have been put in um so you've got to learn to sort of diagnose and rectify faults pretty quickly so I just got to a point where I felt like I'm I'm kind of wasted. It became too easy, not a challenge anymore. Um, and so at which point I was like, okay, I need to find something different. Um, I did try and go on my own. This was, well, I don't even know when this was. This was many, many moons ago. I tried to go on my own. And I guess you just don't have a contact, the business acumen, you don't know what you're doing. Um, and then I had my first daughter and I said, right, I'm going to go and work for someone. Um, and I ended up going to work for a, a builder in central London, which showed me the, the, the other side of the world, which is high in residential. And I just got a whole new passion for electrical work again, because it was like everything that I've known that I thought I was, I was really good. Like start again, this is completely different. The fundamental, the basics are there. But in terms of the wiring systems and the equipment that you're using, it was just something else for me. And I just, yeah, I was just like a kid in a toy shop. Yeah. Do you mean sort of going like, like smart tech was the difference or the finish, you know, uh, high, high end finish, that kind of thing? High end finish. I mean, I mean, at, at, at a point, you know, an MK socket was the, you know, dog's bollocks for me. MK logic white plastic was the mutt's nuts at one point for me because it was, we're going into houses doing kitchens and, you know, depending on what housing association we're even getting some cheap rubbish or you know we get good stuff it's mk and i was like wow and then going into this high-end residential and seeing i mean some of the chandeliers that i've hung is just ridiculous you know um and skull more products obviously were the high-end ones you was yeah, using there yeah 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 so i mean yeah the, the i mean the, the click range is, is unreal um and yeah it's just it's, there's just so much more i mean if, if you've been sort of not blindfolded, but but blinkered into into something such as you know a, a cheap, cheerful, get the job done in and out. I didn't I didn't know about all the nice stuff, you know. Um, yeah. Even down to downlights, I don't think I'd I didn't fit a downlight because again you're just doing pendants. 
apartments and, and bathroom bulkheads in social housing. So, you know, even even getting into installing downlights was just like, wow, this is this is crazy. And I, you know, I was like, right, when I've got home, mum, I'm doing downlights everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was um, it was, yeah, it was just something completely new for me. And it just started the the, the passion all over again. It's just, yeah. Do you think um the atmosphere as well? I mean, going from working in social housing. Which I mean, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with with social housing. They're built to certain specs and things like that, so they're livable and comfortable. But um, do you think going into these bigger, more luxurious properties and being able to work in that kind of atmosphere and and see that is is as added to the drive of wanting to work like that? Yeah, I guess it, it gives you a bit more scope. You get to see a bit more of the the ladder or the pyramid, I guess. Um, you know, you can see the end products because again, if we're going in to do you know a rewire or whatever, we're going in and we leave before you know maybe the kitchen's been installed or anything like that. So you don't really get to see the end product. Whereas being on you know a larger job and getting to see the job develop, see it progress, um, even see other companies coming in and doing specialist bits of the work that you think, oh, I'd love to do that one day. Um, it just gives you a bit, bit more drives, a lot more people on site um the morale's a, a lot more better because it's a lot of lot of stress if you're doing sort of quick fast paced work and to have a little bit of a step back and say you know it's more about the quality it's more about the finish yeah the enjoy your craft work. a bit more there can't you yeah 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 so how did you then go from so you was working for a builder and then um was it just an easy transition to becoming self-employed or was there more to it than that um, well, I guess like everyone, you get to a point where you're like, oh, I can do this by myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, I've always, because I guess I've always been quite self-driven, it just got to a point where I guess the direction that I wanted to go in and the direction that somebody else was putting me in due to working for them just didn't align. Um, so there's so much more that I wanted to do. And that I wasn't going to be able to do. So I just said, you know, I've just got to take the jump. Um, and, and I just went for it. And I was, um, I'd like to think I'm a likable guy. <laughs> so I just made as many contacts as I could and, and reached out and offered to help. And sort of, I guess, yeah, squeezed my way into to, to building relationships and allow myself to, to work for myself and earn enough money to, to be out there on my own. So is that is that how you mainly sort of gain your customers? And it's still, it's, it's the relationships you're building. Um, not only with customers, but with other contractors, I'm guessing. Yeah. So, I mean, at the very beginning, it was it was all word of mouth, um, especially when you are by yourself, one man band. Haven't got any haven't got any knowledge of marketing, advertising, you know, that sort of thing. So it's literally just doing a good job and people recommending you. And I mean, luckily enough for me, I was doing the right job for the right people. Um, and so, yeah, it just kind of kind of snowballed and it allowed, yeah. it allowed me to, to build my portfolio on, on like Instagram, my social media, which then just upped it even more. It allowed yeah. for, you know, my content to get out there and, and people to see it and the work just kept on coming in. Yeah. I mean, you, you're quite young to, to be setting up your own business and, and being out there on your own. So have you ever found any um, maybe discrimination from customers or other contractors about your age about sort of taking you seriously or paying you seriously um it's a bit more i mean i'm i'm 31 32 now one or two 
um, it's, it's not so bad now. Um, but yeah, you know, five, five years ago, it would be like, well, what do you know kind of thing? Um, and it was quite difficult, again, going into the high-end properties with high-end prices. They're like, you, you seem a bit young. Do you know what you're doing? Are you going to be capable? Um, there, there was that with sort of new clients. It was easier with recommendations um, or repeat work because, you know, the, the work speaks for itself. Um, so it was easier that way. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it has, it, I mean, yeah, it, I guess it always comes around, whether it's age or just people just don't think you're, you're capable, um, especially if they know you're like a small team and it's quite a large job. Yeah. Do you, do you think that could have anything to do with confidence, maybe? I mean, you strike me as someone who doesn't suffer with confidence problems. Um, but I mean, if you're if you're young and you're running your own business and you're going into properties, whilst you might seem confident in yourself, if you're, if, I don't know, I suppose if there's an element of uncertainty, a client or a contractor might sniff that out and that could cause, I don't know, that's why I'm asking you really. Yeah, well, I guess... Uh... It, it partly comes down to, um, what am I trying to say here? I guess that's a different hat that you need to wear. It's almost like a, you know, a salesman hat. Yeah. Wear at that time. And you're not particularly, you know, you're not taught that anywhere. Yeah. It comes with experience, doesn't it? Comes with, it comes with experience. And, and I mean, I've, I've learned it now, but I used to go into a job and there'd be a lot of times I've come to have a look at stuff and I'd be very quiet because I'm looking and I'm thinking about, okay, how would I attack this? Um, and then it went from me realizing that, okay, that's making me probably seem like, oh, is, is, is he all right here? Does he know what he's doing? To then I thought, okay, I need to go to the other end of, of the spectrum. And I would be looking at a job and then telling them what it is that I'm proposing to do. But I then realized at that point, I'm now giving it too much away. And they'll probably go and find someone cheaper and say, oh, well, the other guy that we had that came around said he was going to do it this way. And all of a sudden, they're going to do it the way that I was going to do it for a cheaper price. And I was, I was moving out. Um, so, yeah, it's all about learning and juggling. And now it's, yeah, it's, it's confidence, reassuring the customer that you know what you're doing, um, getting a proposal over to them. Um, luckily enough, I've, I've built up a portfolio enough to show clients that I know what I'm doing. I can do it well. Um, so it's definitely made it a lot easier now. Yeah. So, so what is your strategy then without giving it? too much away to any competitors. But I mean, if you're working into walking into a property, you've got to figure it out. You know, how do you, how do you figure it out without, you know, coming across as all, does he know what he's doing sort of? Um, I guess you got, you, you, in essence, you figure it out later. So you're going in there to, essentially you're not even going there to, to you're introducing yourself and who you are um, and showing your passion for what you do. At that point, the job's irrelevant. You're, you're making an introduction. Um, you take what information you need away and then you work it out later and then give them a proposal. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes it can be, it can be a bit daunting if someone's getting in five different contractors and they're all coming in, all in their work clothes, getting the tape measures out, taking pictures and they say, all right, cool, speak to you later. It's very cold. Um, and if you're spending a lot of money with, with a company, you kind of want to build a bit of rapport and feel a bit more safer. So now it's more about going in, meeting the client, understanding what it is that they want, building a, a rapport, getting a good relationship going um, and making it more of a friendly visit as opposed to, oh, I'm going around just to do a quote. Because as much yeah. as business, 
you know, you do want these people to come back to you. Do you want them to refer you? They, they are essentially my, my marketing tools. Um, so I need to invest a lot of time into them to make sure that they're comfortable and that they understand the value that I bring them. And, and yeah, that's, that's, that's the way I go for it. Yeah, I think especially with, with homeowners, they want that relationship. They want someone who they can trust and they'll use again. They're not going to use one electrician and then another the next time. More times than not, they're going to use the same one if they've done a good job. Um, but I think the problem is um, there was a lot of a lot of TV shows, you know, in the talking about you know road road traders and things like that. And I think it just put the fear of God into a lot of homeowners, especially because they're thinking, oh, everyone, every tradesman's a, a criminal. They're trying to they're trying to fob me off here. And uh, you know, as entertaining as some of them shows were, I think it's it's done a bit of damage to to trust and. Like you say, if you're going into a, a house, you've got to automatically build that bridge before you can even do that work. Um, I mean, I think it's a partly disagree. I mean, it's, it's given, it's made it worrying, but then it's just our job to reassure. Um, so yeah, everyone works in different ways, but there'll be a lot of people that think you're trying to pull the wool over their eyes. Um, and as long as you're firm on your prices, you should be able to explain to the customer, look, this is the reason why I have to do X, Y, and Z. And they'll feel a bit more reassured. Um, I mean, it can be taken into ways. You've got to be careful. If you're going into sort of remedial someone else's work, you've got to be able to make sure that you're professional. You're not slagging off the, the other, you know, the other electrician's work. Because, I mean, everyone has their bad days. Um, you're not, not there to do that. So you just need to get across the point of why it's wrong and how and what you need to do to fix it. Um, and at that point there, you kind of build that level of trust. Is that, okay, they're showing me what needs to do. They're not giving me no faff. And, and, and for that, you can, you can charge your, you can charge your, your good money because you're providing them with, with value. Um, and I mean, it, it works. No, it works. I mean, you've got countless keys somewhere for clients' homes where they're like, oh, here, have a key. <laughs> and if something needs done, like, oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's not a case of, Oh, now we're really scared for all tradesmen. It's, it's it's certain individuals. If you're a scary guy, you're a scary guy. <laughs> you know, you can't do anything. Right. So it's, it's it's down to you to build that relationship with the customer. Okay. What sort of um, what other obstacles do you find that you face being a director of your own company? Spinning the plates. Spinning the plates. There's there's so much that you have to immediately pick up, and there's so much that you have to learn whilst on the job um and sometimes it, it can make you seem a bit unprofessional you might not be up to the standard of a director that someone's expecting you to be um so it's it's a massive it's a massive growing growing phase a lot of growing pains as there always always are um and for me it's you know depending on on where you're going to you're going to meet new customers and new clients who work differently and they're expecting you know certain procedures certain documentation from you that you might have not experienced before um, and it's down to you solely to, to sort it all out and still provide the same level of, of service that you've you know said that you give um so it is it's it's hard but it's very rewarding when you pull it off yeah have, have you found um a lot of people i've spoken to have gone self-employed said they they didn't like working for other people so they wanted to work for themselves and then they found they've gone from working for one person to working for potentially hundreds of people 
all with the different personalities and different expectations. So was that a, a big learning curve then? Um, yes, which I guess, so immediately when you go out to work for yourself, you're in unknown waters, you want to get as much work as possible. And I guess you do kind of, you take whatever's thrown at you. Um, so if you're, if you've got a customer who's going to boss you around and say, I want you to do this, I want you to do that. You need to come at this time and X, Y, Z. You're going to do it. I mean, there's not many people that say, right, I've gone self-employed and it's my way or the highway because you've got to get to that point. But you, you do get to a point where, well, hopefully everyone gets to a point where they realize that, okay, I've, I've built my company, my recognition to, to, to where it is. And now it's not so much that I'm being dictated to and I'm, I'm, it becomes a bit more of you being in control. You know, I'm, I work these hours. I don't work these hours. Um, and this is the way that I do it. And I don't do it any other way. Um, it gets to a point where you can start doing that. And then you don't feel like you're, oh, I've gone from working for some one person and being told what to do. So I've now got 50 clients and they're all telling me what to do. It, it does take some time to get there. And I guess the person inside you as well, you have to, you have to want to get there as well. Yeah, all, all down to attitude again, isn't it? That yeah. keeps, keeps coming up. Um, so you set up, was it at the beginning of the pandemic you, you set out to be self-employed? Yeah, so no, I was, I was self-employed beforehand, um, but we went limited at the beginning of last year. So I managed to land a big job um, and it was yeah large enough that I knew I needed to go limited straight away. Yeah. Was, so, it, was it a scary sort of phase though, having to... Because I, I know a lot of people, especially the first couple of weeks of the pandemic, it was drop tools, nothing. And then all of a sudden it was just boom, right, we're busy, out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. Um, so was it quite scary for you sort of taking that plunge and then um, all, I mean, all luckily, hell breaks loose? Yeah, I mean, luckily for me, um, we was on a large project, so it just kept on running throughout. We obviously had our procedures in place. Um, the number of, of people on site went down. Um, but I just had a few, I had a small team on site anyway. So we was, we were still in as normal. It didn't, it didn't really impact me. Um, I think we had at one point when everybody sort of down tools, we had one or two weeks off. Um, other than that, went straight back to it and it did nothing really, nothing really changed. Um, yeah. luckily for me, got busier. Um, so yeah, I, I can't say that it was, it wasn't scary for fear of what's going to happen. It was just the the pace that everything changed was just so ridiculous. Yeah. Did it go busier for you sort of in the thick of it though? Yeah. So I I had sort of allowed a certain amount of time for the, the large job that we was on and thought, okay, we're going to pick up little bits and pieces here and there. Um, and then sort of the job that we we're on, there was variations and extras, which made the, the workload increase. And then there was all of my previous clients who are at home and they now want all this stuff sorted out because they're living with their problems every day. Yeah, yeah, you sat there looking at them, aren't you? Yeah, it's not a weekend problem anymore. It's a it's a seven day a week problem. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was tough, but it was it was worth it. It's, it's stuff that I enjoy, so it's, I can never sit and say oh, it was horrible because I, I mean I get a buzz of it. I enjoy being busy as much as I know it has its problems. Um, and it's stressful it, it's what I enjoy yeah did it add um, a new um, set of experiences to, to the work you do because you've gone from uh, like you say when you sat there in your house working from home or down tools at home 
people are looking at their problems and they're thinking, oh, I want this, I want that, I want that. And it might be more work, more variety of work. So did it give a, a, a bit more variety to, to the kind of work you do and now can offer? Um, I've always been one for, you know, trying to venture out. Um, so I guess after the first year of working for the builder on that high-end project, um, that's when I'd sort of opened up my eyes to the work in AV. Um, and I was working closely with the AV company there after, like I said, I said to them, look, if you guys need any hands on any of your projects, I'm more than happy to come and help you out so I can learn the AV side of things. And again, that opened up doors and they're saying, oh, we've got an electrician. And I was going around doing so much stuff that wasn't really, it became to a point where I was doing less electrical and more AV and networking and stuff like that. So I was able to utilize all of my skills a lot more. There's a lot more clients who are struggling with Wi-Fi or they need a hardwired internet connection or they're having now security issues that are at home all the time and they're getting a bit paranoid and it's CCTV, there's alarms. There was so much to, to cover, um, but I was kind of already doing it and offering it anyway. It was just nice to have the work there. There's a lot of people out there who will say, well, we can do X, Y, and Z, but never getting any phone calls for it. Yeah. And then I guess once you've done them, you get to take photos and put them on your, your pages and it's uh, proof of what you can do as well, isn't it? Proof in the pudding, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so what what would be the goal then for you going forward now? So you've gone from a career, tra- a career change, training, subcontracting, set up on your own, all in a fairly short space of time, which I think is brilliant. I, I always commend anyone who takes a leap to go self-employed, especially if they're unhappy in their previous job and they're taking a new direction and owning it you know i love hearing stories like that so what sort of what's next for you and be electrical where do you see yourself going um so so next step for me um is i've been trying to get a premises so we can so we can have an office um one one thing that i've seen is i mean i don't want to give too much away is is i've seen something that isn't being carried out in sort of the high-end sector um for for electrical contractors and i want to kind of take take our business there so i'm um, at the moment I'm, I'm looking for growth so i'm trying to we've, we've well we've got the lease sorted out on on our office so i'm just waiting to sort out and get the keys um as soon as we're in we're going to be hiring an apprentice um maybe another one or two one office staff and maybe another field engineer um and then just 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 look to grow um we've got a lot of a lot of nice projects coming up um so yeah i mean it's it's i feel like i'm making excuses saying i'm I'm waiting for this to happen but i feel like it's sort of my next stepping stone before i can branch out and do everything else that i want to do so i feel like i i I need it um and then yeah once then i I just i just want to grow i'm not i don't want to grow massively um but i'd like to have a small team where we can be really effective um, and, and just, you know, turn out some, some good jobs. Yeah, more, more natural growth than trying to force growth in a way. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't want to have sort of like 50 engineers. I, what I don't want to do is lose the, the passion. Uh, I've noticed that a lot of, you know, guys that I've spoken to who are directors, older, older guys, it's, you know, it was their dad's business or their granddad's business, and they've sort of just, you know, followed suit, filled the boots and, and they're in that position. And I'm like, oh, you know, they've got hundreds of electricians on the books and it's, they're not necessarily have a passion for electrics where I, I, I ooze it. You know, it's just, I can't, I can't get enough of it. So I don't want to lose the connection with it, whereby I have to deal with so much 
off the field that I'm not really an electrician anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to a point, I realised there was a point where everyone's saying, oh, you want to get off the tools, you want to get off the tools. And then when you kind of backtrack and you leave other people to, you know, you instruct other people to do work for you, you do miss the craft because you enjoy what you're doing. So I don't want to completely grow too large that I can't still muck in. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds, uh, I always believe that you should lead by example. And I think if, 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 you're, if you've got a team around you, no matter what industry you're in, um, you, should be show, you should be leading the way by doing it and showing them how it's done um, and rather than just sitting there pointing. Um, but I wish you all the best though, I really do. It sounds like you've got your, your head screwed on. Yeah. I don't mean, don't mean that in a patronising way. I mean that, you know, that you, you're doing well and I want to see you do well. So, uh, But before we finish this episode, what, um, what advice would you give to anyone, probably in the same sort of early situation as you, looking to become a young director? Um, it's one word, it's learn. Learn, learn, learn. There's, there's so many resources out there. Um, YouTube, Google, to... to educate yourself on on what it is you don't know about running a business um there's there's i've spoken to a lot of guys and given them a lot of advice on so many different areas and it's all about the non-electrical side of the business um i guess everything that you would do if you wasn't an electrician running a business is the is the bit you need to focus on now you know what you're doing um so it's really spend some time look up what it is you should be doing in terms of you know documentation anything you need to file and make sure you've got an order how to market yourself and and there's 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 such a wide you know wide spectrum of things you need to learn yeah but just really invest in yourself and and, and pick up those skills and, and that's something that we try and do here at sgtv as well we've got loads of episodes about uh, marketing yourself running your own business all that kind of thing. So if anyone out there is watching and they haven't seen any of those videos, please make sure you check us out, like, subscribe, hit the notification button. Um, but where can our audience, if they don't already know you, Ben, where can they find you? You don't already know me. Um, Instagram is my main handle. So that's b.electrical.london. Um, drop me a thumbs up when you find a nice picture that you like and, and follow me for the journey. Yeah. Right then, Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure having you joining us today. No worries, thank you very much for having me on. And I think there's going to be another episode with you as well, so our yeah. audience can check that one out soon. Thank you, Ben, and we'll see you all next time.